Welcome back to another installment of The Shepherd's Voice with Archbishop George J. Lucas. Archbishop, good to be with you again. Thank you. It's good to be with you as well. Uh, we're in uh, in the midst of November, you know, now in the time of year where it's clearly fall. It was touch and go for a little bit. Uh, so it's beginning to look a little bit more like the time of year when we, when we mark, um, when we particularly memorialize, when we remember the dead. This month is dubbed in the church, the month of the dead. It begins with All Saints Day on November 1st, All Souls Day, November 2nd. And then there are uh, various moments of uh, uh, through the readings and the liturgy and and uh, other times through the month that yeah and I just uh, was reminded again I, d- I knew this before but various religious congregations so uh, the Jesuits or uh, the Redemptors have special feast days during this month where they th- uh, remember members of their congregations who have been canonized saints or who are declared bl- blessed or uh, as as we all do think of those who who in the group who have gone before them. Uh, in faith, so it really is, uh, throughout the whole month, there are opportunities uh, to to remember the dead, like those that we have confidence are with the Lord in heaven, and then those who, uh, especially we think of those who have died recently, but not just recently, who are on their way from this world to the next. And this year, particularly, there was a. Uh, I mean, it's not really just a bit of trivia; it's, it's something for the faithful to uh, to look into. But um, the indulgence that's offered for. All Souls Day, right? Is that right? It was extended right. to the whole month. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Can yeah. you tell us a little about how yeah. that works? So I, it's, again, Pope Francis uh, is aware of the uh, the challenges of, for all of us in the pandemic and uh, the the usual um, opportunities that people have to come together, especially in large groups, uh, to celebrate Mass or to pray or maybe even to go in groups to the cemetery to pray, whatever that those are curtailed necessarily. So he's given the opportunity for the usual conditions to, to pray for uh, the um, souls uh, in purgatory, those who have gone before us, and, and to uh, ask that an indulgence, a favor, uh, be given uh, through the the merits of the death and resurrection of Jesus for their uh, for their salvation. Wonderful. So, one question I wanted to to launch into today, given this theme of the dead, uh, is praying for the deceased. And really just wanted to ask why, why does the church put that in front of us as a work of mercy, not just a nice idea, but a work of mercy? Well, in this world, you know, work of mercy is something that we perform or offer for, for somebody who's in need. And it's normally um, uh, offered for somebody who, who uh, has a need that they can't fulfill for themselves. So uh, we feed the hungry, we visit the sick, visit the, visit the imprisoned. Uh, we th- so we think about our brothers and sisters and members of the body of Christ, uh, members of the household of faith, of the communion of saints who have gone gone before us. And uh, what else can we do for them? Uh, they don't need food, and they don't. We can't really visit them, uh, but we can we can pray pray for them. We, we talk in the as we think about the the uh, rites of Christian burial. We talk about the burying of the dead as in some ways the last act of mercy. Um, because it's something obviously people can't do for themselves Mm -hmm. and out of love for them and respect for them we want to give them proper christian burial and and ask god's mercy upon them at at that moment but but we understand it's really not the last thing that that we can do we can continue to to pray uh for them uh you know we're related to them in the body of christ and we often pray 
for those that we have a familiar relationship with, you know, members of our families, our parents or grandparents or siblings, good, uh, good friends. Uh, we, we've cared about them in this world. We continue to, to, to care about them. Uh, we want for them what God wants for them. Uh, God wants abundant life uh, with their sins forgiven. And we don't know exactly what the passage from this world to the next entails. Uh, our uh, faith talks to us about a process of being purged, purgatory, so where the things that aren't fit for heaven are somehow let go of or, or gotten rid of or taken away from us. Again, however that works, probably a combination of, 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 of those things. Um, and, and so that's, um, it's a journey, it's a process, it's um, something that uh, uh, is offered by God. I, th I think it's a, it's a grace, it's a mercy on God's part, really, to make it possible for us not to be dragging around all our baggage for all eternity, but to, to be purged of that so that we can really be fit for heaven and we might say enjoy it fully, uh, not encumbered by uh, the effects of sin, the, the, the limits of sin. So again, we we that God has that in mind uh, for His sons and daughters, and so we want that for them too. And it's it's been a tradition. It's it's based in the Scripture, and it's been part of our tradition from the beginning of the church that our prayers um, somehow help that. They they build people up in that. They uh, uh, strengthen them for it, whatever it might be. We you know we we've all never been there, so we don't know exactly what it is or, or how it works. But we think about our experience of, of people in this world, how uh, companionship and friendship builds us up, mm -hmm. how it's, you know, those are really important gifts. If we're going through something difficult, just knowing that somebody uh, doesn't run away from from the, that experience of ours, but wants to be with us in it, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to, in a sense, to remind us in faith of, of God's promises. So our, our prayers accompany those who have who have died, who, who have gone before us, and our again, it's a beautiful aspect of our Catholic faith. It tells us that that those relationships are different, but they're not severed, and uh, the care that we would like to extend uh, to them in our in our prayerfulness, sacrifices we offer for them, again things that we're accustomed to doing in this world too, that that reaches them somehow and 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 is effective in God's providence and God's plan, just as it is in this world. Yeah, in that in that point, um, as you said, you know, we, all of us belong to Christ, all of us in the the body of faith. So there's, in some way, Christ invites us to allows us slash invites us to, uh, as you said, make those sacrifices, those prayers. That's something that's always kind of, you know, fascinated me about this practice. Is we think, well, okay, they're in God's hands; they've died. You know, it's up to Him. But there's this. Yeah, this, in a sense, his mercy to me, there's a mercy toward me that I can, he allows me to participate in the work of salvation of, of other souls uh, after they've died. That's that's, uh, that's something where, anyway, something I need to, to meditate on yeah, more. So that, isn't that a great thing to, yeah. to, to think of? Yeah, so we don't save anybody else. We can't save ourselves. Right. But that's all through the power of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And when we're baptized, God claims us as his sons and daughters, and so he sort of announces his, his plan for us, that we live forever. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it, it becomes effective uh, in our souls, you know, through the, through the sacrament of baptism, but it's, it's sort of announced to the whole 
community of believers. God's put his, his claim on us, and he's got an inheritance for us if we'll, if we'll receive it, if we don't squander it, you know, by, by, a, by a sinful life and a, and, and a you know, a deliberate turning, yeah. you know, turning away from God and not, and not being willing to, uh, to, to, uh, to turn back. So we face all of this with great hope and, and you know great confidence in the power of the cross of Christ, the the redeeming power of His blood in, in the promises of the Father, the the animating gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know that that have helped this person along their way and still uh, and, and that help us. But in our faith, we have these layers of truth. You know, there there things that are true at the same time. So the, the salvation depends absolutely on God's favor and, and on the on the power of, of Jesus Christ. But we get to participate in it at, at the Lord's invitation. And because we are incorporated into him and in, in, in the church, it, it's in and through the church that this is all happening. Uh, Jesus has uh, established the church to, so that th- there is this means of salvation that we experience in practical ways that we're part of. Uh, with, with with other people, so we should we should do our part. Uh, we're invited to to participate in something that that's really good and powerful, merciful. And as you were saying, it, it's a it brings mercy to, to me too, because if I'm praying for someone who who uh, um, has gone be- before me, passed from this life to to the next, I'm entrusting them to God. Uh, I'm praying for them. It's an it's it's a, a, a expression of faith as well as mercy on my part, expressing faith in God, in the power of God, in the mercy of God on behalf of that, that person. Just, yeah. you know, we don't get the, the sense from Jesus at all uh, during his public ministry or our experience in the church, all the generations since, that, that he just says, I've got all this. Just, you know, don't, <laughs> just forget about it. <laughs> forget about everybody else. Forget, don't worry about yourself. No, we, we, we're, he's uh, inviting us to be engaged, yeah. engaged with him. For, for our sake, but engaged with other members of the body of Christ too, for the for the sake of the body, for the for the the life, ultimately the eternal life of of, of all the members. There's a need for uh, prayer, right? Uh, obviously, we we know the spiritual works of mercy are are primarily in in the vein of prayer and intercession and uh, that sort of thing, but there is a Something here where where we have um, I don't know I guess we're we're challenged to 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 move out of ourselves so that's that's the call to mercy, um, but also to recognize you know that part of what this does is this this exercise of hope it seems also reinforces faith as you said what we believe about the claim on us our baptismal identity and the destiny of each of us so so it changes the way we look at. Every person, I think, potentially, it, it could. You know, keeping in mind that I mean, this this month, once a year, at other times of the the year, of course, too, but this month particularly keeps uh, you know, death and eternity sort of top of mind, and mm-hmm. I, that's that's the benefit of it influences the way we interact with others who are alive. Um, I think it potentially like so th- so the way we look at I mean we we're coming off of a rather contentious election and we've. You asked us to pray, and you ask us continually to pray for our country, for our, our community locally. But I think, you know, this engaging in any of these works of mercy is going to have a spillover effect. Uh, that if I if I'm aware of the people who've died that I knew uh, that I'm supposed to pray for, I, 
I hope to also recognize in the people who are alive that these are people that mm-hmm. have that same destiny, they have the same calling, and that that my intercession starts here as well as you know when when someone's died. Yeah. That's not helpful. Just yeah, the intercession <laughs> is no. That's it's an important part of our life. Um, but you know, Jesus asks us to to um, show mercy to people in this world in in practical ways. For those who have died, we can in a sense only pray. That's a great thing uh, mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But we should pray for for our brothers and sisters here. We should pray for our country, pray for people in need, but then also look for ways, as I said before, to get engaged, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. get engaged in the, in the work of, of mercy and of, of building up, um, building up the body of Christ, building up, uh, up, up the human community. Well, uh, what this month reminds us of, it's, it's sort of coincidental or providential that the, that the elections often fall in November when, <laughs> when our minds are really turned to the next world. Yeah. Uh, and it's good, it's good that they are. They sh- we, we should be turned that, that way always. Thinking about the, uh, uh, what is our real destiny, mm. that we're not um, going to live forever in this world. Uh, the, the decisions that we make here, are um, they, have, they, they reverberate into eternity. And the people that we engage with, uh, sometimes people that we disagree with, but who ultimately we have to live and work with here in our human, human communities, e- each one of those persons has been created by God to, to live forever. And uh, again, if that's what God wants for them, that's what I should want for them too. And, and, and uh, really desire that, uh, that for them and, and treat them uh, as if that's true. It, uh, it, it, it is. Because of the resurrection of Jesus and because of the hope that we have in him, we, we don't um, uh, take on this um, during, during this month, uh, thinking about the dead, uh, praying for them. It's not a morose uh, <laughs> practice for us. You know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a gloomy thing. We, we miss the, the people who were close to us in, in this world. That's a normal and, and a really good thing. And because we miss them, we do think about them and we, want, we do want the best for them and want to commend them uh, to, um, to God's mercy. But, but it does, um, at the same time, help, help us to, to think about the world beyond this world. Our current uh, culture really uh, doesn't necessarily lend itself to that, and I think we, you know as surveys are done about what people believe and uh, about about faith. There are a lot of people of, any, of every age now, but younger people particularly that that don't necessarily advert to another world, that that don't imagine or have a sense of something beyond what what they're experiencing today and what they experience tomorrow, and as long as they live here, and then. Then I suppose uh, maybe that's maybe that's where their where imagination stops. You know, they don't think yeah. there's anything beyond that. That's this is our mission field. Then you know we we are, are sent into the world to, to proclaim the whole truth of God's uh, loving plan for us, which uh, um, we experience first in in this world. But there's much more uh, to come. And as we think about elections and as the important work that we need to do here, again, Jesus didn't. Say, don't forget about it all. He, he wants us to, to be engaged and to have an influence uh, for good. But it's not ultimately going to be settled here. Yeah. And we don't look to any uh, president or governor or senator or mayor or anybody else who has important responsibilities in, in this world. Thank God we have um, people who are willing to, to serve in, in that way. But we don't look to them for our salvation and for the ultimate um, uh remedy for for all that's that's broken and, and hurting you know in, in individuals and and in, in the human family people of faith have a huge responsibility it's it's bigger really than government 
sadly, I think we, we witnessed it in this uh, election cycle. I think it, it's become a, a problem for us that we surrender that, um, that responsibility to build a, uh, here a, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace, as the, as the scripture uh, reminds us, that, that that's the responsibility of, of people of faith. We have all kinds of tools to do that, and government can, can be one of those. But there, there are other, um, other ways, too, that are uh, in some ways more potent if we'll, if we'll use them. And, and the works of mercy, we, you know, we kind of started out talk, talking about mercy. But those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, if we're really known as people of mercy, who, who you know, who desire to bring the mercy of God to a hurting and, and broken world, we could have a different different experience, I think, of, of, of how we tackle problems and challenges, how we approach public life, politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of culminates with that, where you're pointing is, is the end of the month, the final celebration of November, is Christ King of the Universe. Right. Uh, which, by the way, when I was a kid, you know, going to mass, Catholic school, I just was called Christ the King. And somewhere along the line, somebody clarified to me that it's, or we appended that title. I found it fascinating that Christ King of the universe. That's very specific. King of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you, <laughs> unless you think it's a holdover title from something just biblical or whatever, you right. know, right. Yeah, I mean, I think that because it's, especially in this country. Right. You know, the big part of our history is to was ridding ourselves of, of, of a king. But um, we rightly give that, that title to Jesus. It doesn't capture everything about him, but, it's, but it says uh, uh, it has to do with sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And, and if we say he's king of, king of the universe, then he, he has absolute uh, sovereignty, and we owe him everything as, uh, as, the, as the Son of God, our, our Savior, our, our, our Redeemer. And 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 he is that, and no matter who gets elected president of the United States, uh, Jesus is Jesus Christ is King. He's Lord of 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 heaven and earth, and we're we're in His hands. We're we've been incorporated into His living body, which is living in this world, but also living and reigning at the right hand of of, of the Father. Uh, so our citizenship, as Saint Paul tells us, is in heaven. Uh, like St. Paul, we care a lot about this world too because this is where the Lord has us now. And if we're going to serve the Lord today, if we're going to be his disciples truly today, if we're going to carry out works of mercy today, if we're going to pray today, then then we do it here where, where we are in the real world that, that we're living in, we're not some imaginary place, or we don't wait till it gets better or till so-and-so is president or, 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 or something else. So we have this great commission from Jesus to go into the world and to have have an effect, yeah. where we find ourselves in the in, in the ways that uh, that, that we can, uh, and not to, we don't surrender that to to somebody else, uh, and we we go always in the name of Jesus. And sometimes our um, offerings, our our uh, works of mercy, our uh, approaches to to others as well as, as we can in Jesus' name. Sometimes those are received and sometimes they're rejected as Jesus himself was. But our responsibility is to keep offering. And, and uh, we are reminded, you know, that even in a highly charged political atmosphere where, where we have people that we really are, are, are afraid of being in positions of responsibility or people that we really don't like or, or disagree with, the Lord tells us we should pray for them too. Uh, maybe they should be at the top of the list. And again, not pray that they 
necessarily do just what I want or that they get lost or some, something else, but that they receive what God wants them to, re- to receive. And that, and that particularly if they're in positions of responsibility, that they receive the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, the courage from the Holy Spirit, the ability to, 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 to read what God has written in their hearts. Mm-hmm. So people who serve in public office are, are, have a variety of faiths or no faith, uh, maybe, but, um, but, but they're created in the image and likeness of God and, and God cares about them and reveals himself to them in ways that are open to him, which are many. Um, so uh, it's a challenging time, of course, but, but I think we, we, we certainly want to pray. So praying for, for, for the dead, we want to pray for the, for the living and, and especially those now who've been chosen to serve us in, in public office. It's in, our, it's in everybody's best interest for us to have a good president and for the president to do the right thing and to be uh, closer to, to God and to be open to, to the promptings of, of the Holy Spirit, however those can, can be received. And it, for any, any, it is for all of us, but people with particular responsibilities, we, we, we want them to succeed according to God's, God's plan for them and, and, and for all of us. It's a different set of um, uh, coordinates than, than simply political. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. Totally different horizon against which we, we operate and we look at, look at the, the world. And, yeah. That, uh, that horizon's a good, a, a good image. And I think it, as you talk about we, approaching the feast of Christ, the King at the end of the, uh, the end of the month, that's the, it's this sense that there's something really great and glorious there and and we see it coming, but we can't anywhere near see the whole thing or, or uh, know all the glory that's beyond it. Yeah. It also strikes me that you said, you know, affirming that he's the king and uh, and knowing, you know, getting all the titles, all the titles Jesus has, which are many, <laughs> uh, rightly so. Um, we look at what kind of king and what his subjects have done through history and you know, we talk about the saints. Like, look at look at the example of the saints, and how many have changed how much with how little power in the worldly sense. So often, right? There's so so many examples. They, of those they've that, done it like Jesus yeah. has done it by making themselves small, yeah, and allowing the power of God to work through them. So that's something even I could do, even you could do. <laughs> you know, we yeah, we're we're. It's been true from the beginning, but the Second Vatican Council has highlighted it in the in, in more modern times that that every one of us is called to be a saint. There's this capacity in us, and it's God's desire uh, to have the the life of Christ flourish in us and then flow through us, so that it's visible and and that its power is felt through the Holy Spirit, felt uh, felt by others. But it's not our project, and and um, we don't necessarily become a saint by being bigger, smarter. More powerful, in fact, that often uh, militates against it. Amen. So let us uh, pray and engage in the stuff around us. Engage in the circumstances, like like saints, or or like we're supposed to become saints. Right. Your final closing thoughts for us this time, Archbishop. Let me give you the, the final word. Yeah, I, I want to offer encouragement uh, to. Um, to all of us, uh, all who are listening, I'm, I'm offering it to myself too, to, to not forget those who have gone, gone before us. Uh, we want to keep them in mind and, and in our prayers. Uh, we uh, entrust them to God, but, but we know that um, they uh, desire our companionship in death as they did in life and, and our thinking of them, praying for them, 
sacrificing on their behalf will bear bear good fruit in God's providence. Amen. All right, we'll make that our prayer as well. Thank you, Archbishop, for this time. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks very much. My pleasure. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org slash podcast.